Welcome everyone to the Six Pennies Podcast. Today we have a treat for you. We have Johnny No. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what I wanted to do uh, for the next few weeks or maybe a few months is kind of do this entrepreneur series um, where I get an interview um, different like business owners, people who work from home, people who work for themselves. Because um, to me, it's very courageous uh, to see these people kind of kind of do it on their own, you know, and not work for the man. And Johnny, he is our first guest today. Uh, but before we begin, I do want to shout out to Derek Shaw and our friends at Farmers Insurance. Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or super cold weather like it is outside today. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek's eagerly awaiting your call for a free consultation. Please check his Facebook page, facebook.com, Derek Shaw Insurance, as D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W Insurance, or he can be reached at 214-729-6462. That's 214-729-6462. He'll give you an awesome discount as well if you mention Six Pennies Podcast. All right, everyone, let's get started. So we have Johnny here. He is our first guest uh, on this series here. I'm really excited. I consider him basically the king of Dallas. No, no, no. How do you, how do you react to that, Johnny? Oh, no, not even close. Not even close, even close at all. Yeah, every time people ask me um, who I'm eating lunch with or who I'm hanging out with, I'm like, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny, no. Um, all right, so let's get started. Let's, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and things like that? Um, a little bit about myself here. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think here. Like, for me, like, I just like to be creative. If you've known me, like, I've been doing art and graphic design, photography for, for years now. And just, I always try to push myself and just try to do something that I can, can make me grow as a person. And so that's, that's who I am. So I try to use that to motivate myself to, to make a career out of it, to, to make projects, to be passionate. Yeah, so that's actually a very good segue to the reason why I wanted to do this series. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions for 2018 is try to bring people together and get them to do what they're passionate about. And you're a, a great example of that because, um, so I'm sitting in Johnny's house right now. It's 10, 15 degrees outside, <laughs> super cold. We have cabin fever. But if you look at his house, there's artwork, there's graphics, everything all all over the house. So I can tell you're very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. um, is this something that was really, you kind of groomed up as a kid or you've always had it or how did you get into this space? I think um, you kind of like, as a kid, like I, I was, I was kind of, um, I guess I was a shy, timid kid. Like I, I didn't have many friends. I was, was scared to talk to people and so for me, like I, I always felt like I was bullied a lot. Like, I was always the smallest kid, and and I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. So I, I built my own world. So like, I, at home, I was growing up. I just sat in my room and I drew every chance I got and created this universe in my mind of of all this great beauty and like I just I just loved everything, you know. So I just wanted to I guess express my what I saw in the world onto paper. That's amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? Where you came from? I don't think many people know you're from Amarillo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was actually born in Vietnam, but okay. I came to America like probably like around two or three years old. Yeah, and I, I was raised in Amarillo, so it was just kind of a small little town, you know, not much out there at all. Um, it was, I mean, typical little kid, you know, like I mean, I guess in Amarillo, 
like growing up, I I saw that there was a lot of things I had to deal deal with. You know, like I I got bullied on the way home every day. Mm-hmm. I just because I was Asian. Not many Asian people out there. Not not many. Just a small community, but not much. You know, yeah. and and it was a lot of hate out there and a lot of racism. You know, I remember getting rocks thrown at me walking home oh, wow. from school. It just it's it's it got pretty bad. You know, so like growing up there, it was it was hard because you know if you if you're from Amarillo, you know that you wanted to do to achieve higher to to get out of there. You know, your goal was to get out of the small town into a bigger place. Yeah, we'll we'll get back into topic, but that kind of triggers a triggers me like going off tangent a little bit so obviously you experienced some bullying as a kid Mm -hmm. what did you do personally to try to push through that and now you're very successful you live in a huge house um tons of friends very beloved what what did you do mentally or physically that helped you overcome bullying um i mean physically i mean i just i i try my best to turn the turn the other cheek you know like it's Mm -hmm. just hate would always bring more hate so for me, I I just tried my best to to see it, set a goal and know that I will get to that goal one day. You know, like growing up, I was I was like the guy that always wanted to achieve more. You know, I was the overachiever, I guess. You know, so I, I figured if I achieved more, made my parents proud, we can go further and move out and and be better. You know, you think that's something that your parents kind of instilled in you? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I think that's the thing about being an immigrant family. Just mm-hmm. like you always want the best for. It the best for yourself and your family, you know? So I wanted that too. I wanted to be the best for my parents as well. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let's get back on something a little more lighter. Sorry about <laughs> that, guys. Um, so obviously people know you mostly as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into the other things that you kind of dive into professionally. But how did you get into the world of photography? I actually started with uh, graphic design. Okay. Uh, so back in high school, I used to love to draw. Of course, drawing my whole life. So... So when I first got got my computer, you know, like I, I saw MS Paint and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, mm-hmm. sitting there my, with my mouse drawing on there. And then I started learning Photoshop and everybody was coming up to me and like, hey, can you design this for me and design that for me? And I was getting all into uh, like logo design and flyers and wow. so all the flyer parties in Dallas is like, you know, like all, yeah. all my old flyers, you know? Uh. And then from there, I just, I was just like, you know what, like, I, like you always have to grow. Like you can never think you're the best because you're just going to be at one place. So for me, it was like, hey, after graphic design, how can I grow? How can I be better? So I was like, hey, I'm going to pick up photography so I can use my photography in my graphic design. Saved up, bought a camera, and just taught myself. When you say taught yourself, um, what does that really entail? Because a lot of people, a lot of people, sorry about that, a lot of people are not very self-motivated or they don't have the knowledge, especially during the time you were coming up, like, YouTube and stuff like that wasn't as big yeah. as it is now. So how did you teach yourself? Really, it was just by doing. I mean, that's the best way to learn is just go out and do, you know? like mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's pretty much three things you got to know about photography. You know, it's like your shutter speed, your aperture, your ISO. And just once you learn the basics, you know, you go out there and you practice and you work and you try and, and, you, and you develop your own style. And that's what I did, you know? like When I first started, I tried to be like other photographers. I saw how they did it and I loved what they did. But... Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to try and imitate them. But then I learned that there's a point to being like somebody else. You, you want to be yourself. And what stands out as, as an artist and as a photographer is your own style. Got it. Got it. No, that's, that's great advice. Because I know for me personally, um, I got into photography in college. Mm-hmm. Bought myself a camera. Took a class. I loved it. But I never thought about monetizing it mm-hmm. and making it a business. 
And then, like, before I knew it, everyone was, like, doing wedding <laughs> well, photography. And... Well, that's the thing, too. Like, when I started, like, it wasn't about money at all. Like, I never yeah. thought about monetizing it either. It was just people kept on asking me. They're like, oh, I, I already do photography. You want to do this? You want to do that? I'll give you money for this. And, and I never wanted money, so I, didn't, I never knew how to charge people. I was like, I just do it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a passion. So you, when, you, when you're doing a passion, you don't think about the money. And I try to tell people nowadays, like, everybody thinks they're a photographer. I tell them, just work on your art, be better, and then the money will come. You know, you don't don't think money first. I think the money will come when you're good at what you're doing. You know. Do you remember the first camera you bought? Oh yeah. What was it? It's the Canon Rebel XT. Okay. So the very like, the very first Canon Rebel that came out. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with the? Uh, you know, Andre Agassi, the tennis player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he he was part of that uh, commercial. The commercial. Campaign. I don't yeah. remember, even remember the commercial. <laughs> I just thought it was okay. It was like a, it was a nine hundred dollar camera, and I was okay. like, "What year was that?" This was like two thousand and whatever, like four or three okay. or something. So it's like it's almost fifteen years. Well, fifteen years ago, yeah. yeah. So it was a it was the first low cheap budget uh, DSLR DSL, DSLR camera, you know. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I can afford this one." You know. Nice. Did you just like go to Best Buy or something? Yeah, I just for, for my. Birthday, I always tell people like, don't give me gifts. If you want to give me gifts, a gift, give me a gift card to Best Buy. And I just collected like, I don't know, like fifty gift cards, and eventually I just saved them all up and bought it. That's awesome. Okay, so um, obviously we said around fifteen years now. What keeps you going in terms of like thinking of new things? Because I know um, you're mostly known for like wedding photography mm -hmm. here in in Texas. So some of the sites you may go to pretty regularly, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what keeps you interested or what keeps you creating new things, new fresh ideas and stuff like that? I think as an artist, you're always trying to, trying to always push yourself. And with wedding photography, I've, I guess I've done it for so long. Like, I guess like almost 10 years. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just I have to keep myself creative. And that's why I always try to do fun shoots in between wedding stuff. Because wedding, wedding stuff, it's... It's creative, but it's also very repetitive. Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah. So, like for me, like I always try to get like fun shoots in. I try to call my friends up, like just random people. Like let's go outside and just go in the park and just be random and fun, you know. Yeah. And it keeps you like interested in doing what you're doing, you know. Can you, uh, I guess, give us some examples of some of the fun stuff? I know there's a few that's popping up in my <laughs> head, but I just want to well, let you. Well, like 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 my levitation series. Yeah. Like uh, I've been. Going around with a ladder and <laughs> having people f uh, lay on it and just doing uh, shoots where it looks like people are floating in the air. And this, it's different, you know, it's fun. And it, it pushes me to think of new locations, a new way to pose, and, and just like a different way of looking at things, I guess. You know, like it's not just black and white, there's different variations of colors and stuff, you know? Yeah. And if, if you're a model or aspiring model, uh, how do they get in touch with you, Johnny? What if they want to be part of this levitation series? <laughs> Just message me on uh, my website, johnnynoah.com, J-O-N-N-Y-N-G-O. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to do a shameless plug there Plug, in, plug me in. <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, a lot of people don't know this, but Johnny was actually, my wife and I is a wedding photographer. Um, he is not only a photographer, he he knows everything about the wedding, like business and and uh, procedures so he was telling me like where to go what to do <laughs> what to say things like that so i i really um appreciate johnny there um so out of the 15 years what's been like can you name a time where it was just like a crazy moment or a crazy experience where it's like dang 
why am I doing this? Or, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is awesome. Mm, you went both the positive and the negative? Yeah. Or? It's lots of positives. You know, like, for me, the positive is always, like, I become friends with, with every client. It's not that clients, they're friends, you know, like, I still hang out with, like, most of the brides I've shot, you know? And so, it's, for me, it's always, it's always a great thing. And I, Some I, of the brides even, like, fall in love with you, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife does. She's gonna, like... <laughs> No, it's not like that. We're just we become close, you know. Like when you're like you share a special moment with a person, you you become their friend, you know. Sure. You 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 have something you, you're connected with. Like for me, like I'm a part of their life forever. I'm part of their wedding day, you know. So so I am a, like a close friend to them because I was there for them, you know. Okay, so let's let's get more into the business as- aspect because I this is an entrepreneur series, mm-hmm. so I wanna I wanna get into like the ins and outs how, of how to run your business and what to look out for, what to watch out for um, if you're an aspiring photographer who wants to make it a business. What, what would be some of your you know, top three tips and advice for them? I guess my advice would be um, do it because you love to do it. Don't do it for the money. I think a lot of people just they're thinking about money first before anything, and, and that's not how you do it in anything. You know? if, if you're doing it for the love of it, your work will, will speak for itself. Mm-hmm. I see so many people who just... Pushing themselves to, to advertise themselves like oh they're hounding people. I'm like that's not how you become a great business person. You know like a great business person, you uh you do you 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 do it with your work. You know great yeah. customer service. The service. work kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah, You take care of your clients. You're there for them. You don't nickel and dime them because like they appreciate what you do them. They really do. Like, some clients don't show it, but they appreciate everything you do. And yeah. so. And so you got to see that, you know, it's a big circle, you know, like it all connects to, together, you know, you build relationships, you know, and the relationships will bring other businesses, you know, like after I shoot their wedding, those, those clients come back and they ask me to shoot their maternity or their baby photos and family photos. It's a, it's a ever going cycle, you know, so if you build good relationships, you'll never be out of business, you know? True. Yeah. I mean, for you, you, you've gotten to the point where you're so ex- established and you have a great reputation within the business that it's it's more just word of mouth now, right? Mm-hmm. Just references from friends and families. Oh, yeah. And so there's 52 weeks out of the out of the year. Um, how many weekends are you booked now so far? Um, or 20. I used to be booked every weekend, but I've cut back a lot. Yeah. So my my goal now is to to do half. Okay. So, Why is that? Um, people don't realize like with Photography is not about shooting the wedding, it's about editing. Okay. And editing takes a lot, a lot of time, I and mean, I'm a perfectionist, and I, I hate rushing through photos, and so I like to take my time on them and mm-hmm. make sure everybody looks good, and everybody's perfect, and, and that takes time. And I'd rather spend time on, on the class I do have than trying to overbook and just, just to get more clients, you know? Yeah. You appreciate the people you do have and not try to get greedy and get, just make more money, you know? Yeah, true. So another, another I guess learning opportunity for those listening. Let's say you do double book. What is your policy or how, how do you go about, I guess, you know, trying to smooth that situation out? Um, I, said, I currently don't double book anymore, but I used to have like two weddings on the same weekend. Mm. And with that, I used to send my assistants out and shoot for me. And the thing is, I'll give them a, the client's discount because I'm not physically there. Mm-hmm. But... But the thing is, like, my assistants, there are there's some people I trust, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I use them for my own wedding. And, like, if I didn't trust them enough for my own wedding, I wouldn't trust them for your wedding, Got you it. know? So, and so I wouldn't do you wrong. You know, that's how I am, you know? Like, it's, 
like your your moments are important to me. You know, I feel bad if if you're not happy with what you've gotten. You know. Yeah, got it. All right, so let's uh let's move on to some you know funner things. Some, <laughs> some uh, I guess some personal personal stuff. Twenty seventeen, you just got married. Mm-hmm. We so both married. got married in yeah, twenty seventeen. So props to us. <laughs> um, how's how's being married? How's Susan? The wife's good. She's good. You know. Um, I think since we've been together for like what, four years, it's, yeah, it's, it didn't change much for me. I mean, like I knew what I got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, marriage is good. You know, like it's it's all about compromise and and understanding each other. Like she knows who she got with me, and I got I know who I got with her. And yeah. So we make it work. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You guys are you guys are great match, and you guys love food. You guys cook a lot. Um. I know you guys host a lot of dinner parties. And oh yeah, like that. she so loves she loves she loves making it all pretty. She's like, I can't, I can't touch you. It got to be perfect. You yeah, know? and I, you know, it's always have good good to have friends over. Cool. Okay, so I wanted to go through some, I guess, quick fire things, and mm-hmm. um, I just want to hear your initial reactions and maybe like a a reason to why you chose those answers. Mm-hmm. So the first one I have is Marvel or DC. Marvel. And why? Why is that? Uh, I just. Grew up with the X Men. It's like just when you when you're a kid and you watch those X Men cartoons, the animated series, it's like just great stories, you know. I think my first comic book I ever owned actually was was Spider Man. That's why I'm, I'm such a huge Spider Man. Yeah, fan. you're huge into Spider Man. Yeah, you can see my room is called covered in Spider Man stuff. Yeah. I think because that's the first comic I ever read was the death of Gwen Stacy when when Spider Man's girlfriend actually <laughs> died. That's the first comic I ever read. I remember that too, and I was just like. This is like this is not for kids, you know. It's, it's, it's adult themed. It's dramatic. It's emotional, and I'm like, you know, this is I can get into this, you know. And so started reading Spider Man, and then I got into X Men, and and just it just I just love uh, especially the movies. The, yeah, the Marvel movies are just so much more fun. Yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> DC DC movies they need to step it up. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So for Spider Man, you like Tobey Maguire, or Andrew Garfield, and why? Or neither. I- well, <laughs> I, over those two, I chose uh, I chose Andrew Garfield for sure. I'm yeah. not a Tobey Maguire fan at all. Yeah, it's just um, he plays a good nerd, but he doesn't play a good Spider Man. You know, there's two different personalities because you know Peter Parker, the nerdy character. Yeah, you can be a play a good nerdy character, but Spider Man, that's when his his inner self comes out. Like he's a nerdy, timid guy in, in literal life, but when he's putting the costume on, mm-hmm. he's just he's just smart. He's a super wisecracking. Yeah. Like he, he jokes around a lot. He makes Quips, you know, like that's that's his personality, and and Tim McGuire couldn't do any of that. You know? Yeah, he has no personality. He has no personality. He's like, yeah, just he's boring, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to food, do you like sweet or savory? I think I'm more of a sweet guy. I'm, I wow. Love, I, I love fruit, and I love like I guess I'm, I love ice cream. I can eat ice cream anytime. Okay. So like right you, now it's like 15 degrees outside. I can eat ice cream right now. So you're the you're the person that says there's always room for dessert. Oh yeah. Always. Okay. Gotcha. I'm I'm actually the complete opposite. Like mm. I rather have crackers okay. than she, ice cream. My wife she hates sweets. Oh, she she only savory. She loves she loves salty and savory. Uh-huh. So she eats chips like anytime, but like you know, she's not a big fan of sweet at all. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so we're in Texas, we have crazy extreme weather. We don't have spring, we don't have fall, we only have hot or cold. What do you <laughs> prefer? It's ten degrees now outside or do you like the hundred and ten degrees in the summer? I think I like hot better because I can actually go outside. Like it's too way too cold. You are so Vietnamese. Well, I don't, I don't like hot, hot, but at least you can work with it. You know? Yeah. It's like with COVID. It's like when it's cold like this, you don't want to go anywhere. You just want to stay home and be under the blanket all day. True. Um, and we're in Texas. There's AC everywhere. You know? It's true. Yeah. Like 
I'm never even outside in the summers, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's so hot. I'm just indoors. When you travel, do you like traveling to beaches or do you like like mountainside and scenery and things things like that? You know, here's my thing when I travel. I always go to the highest point to do a photo. So every mm-hmm. place, every country I've been to, you know, like I was trying to find the highest point. You know, Tokyo went to the Tokyo wow. Tree. Australia went to Eureka Tower. What a insider tidbit! <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, continue. Yeah, it's just, it's just because like it's like you, it feels like you're overlooking the world. You know, especially when you're that high up and you see you see the lights, you see the mountains, you see just the earth. You know, it feels you feel like you're on top of the world. You have any trips coming up? Yeah, I'm going to California in two weeks, and then I'll be in uh, Hong Kong, Korea in April. Wow, so you're going to be shooting a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, one final question, Apple or Android? So here's the thing. With, people always ask me about Apple and Android, <laughs> right? I'm an Android guy. It's, it's just, just because I've worked with Apple for my whole life. It's like back in high school, I was editor of the magazine. So like, we worked on, on Macs. My company now, like the, I used to do IT for a bunch of uh, Apple, you know? So the thing with Apple that I hate is that they, they force upgrades. They'll update iTunes, and so you have to update iTunes, you have to update the, so- the OS X, and update, you know, like, it's a continuous cycle, like, you never yeah. end, you have to update everything, and then something's always going to go wrong. Whereas Android, you're pretty safe, you know, like, there's not much you can worry didn't, about. Didn't Android have that issue of, like, always upgrading, like, back, back when it was, like, I don't remember, like, Ice Cream Sandwich or whatever, like, mm-hmm. all those different OSs? Well, you, you still update, but it's, at least not, it's not a forced update, like, uh, Apple is, yeah. you know, like, Apple... We, to use any other thing, get these iTunes, but to use iTunes, it has to be updated. Oh, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the Apple ecosystem definitely definitely bogs down, mm-hmm. and it gets you. Like, I'm I'm basically firmly into the world. I have a MacBook Air. I have a, an iPhone. I have AirPods, things like that. So um, I'm just going to be a Mac guy, I guess. <laughs> um, anything else you want to touch on, Johnny, before we... I guess my, my thing is just, you know, stay passionate. And I, I started doing drawings back in the day. I did Got Rice and the AZN and the, the whole movement, you know? And, and for me, it was just... I don't, I don't want to overlook that there. So the, for those people who know what the Got Rice emblem of, um, you know, the guy in the straw hat with the mustache, really beady eyes, um, that's actually Johnny's work back in, what, the 90s? Yeah, about 90. It's usually about 96. Yeah, I, I feel like every single Asian person, at least Asian-American person, has seen that. And that's actually his work. It originally from Johnny now. Um, that's actually when I first heard about him. So that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, like, for me, like, it was, it was always been about doing things that I was passionate about and then and being positive. Mm-hmm. And so all my messages have always been about love and positivity and... And I think with, when you bring that, that kind of energy out to the world, it comes back to you. And so I think that's my, my advice, is trying to bring out the positive in, in, in your, your own work, your life, help people out, it'll come back to you. That is, yeah, that is great advice, not only for 2018, but for the rest of your life. Um, I do want to point out, check out our Facebook page at Six Pennies Podcast. You can then be directly linked to Johnny's Facebook if you're interested in, if you want to check out his page. But yeah, keep it locked here at Six Pennies Podcast because we're going to continue this series. I think we have, you know, restaurant owners coming up. We have fitness bloggers coming up. So um, it's it's a very exciting time. Um, my whole goal is trying to connect all these business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are creatives 
and connect them together and hopefully, you know, just make the, a world a better place. So thank you again for listening. Check us out on Facebook. And if you have time, go to our iTunes page, our iTunes account and leave a review for us. Um, that's going to be greatly appreciated because we want to move up on the iTunes list. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.